0: Hi, Anya. How are you doing? Hi,
1: I'm good. I'm very well. Thank you.
0: How are you? Good. Yeah, really well. (laughs) Yeah. Enjoying the start. We're always well. (laughs) (laughs) We are. Yeah, I know. We never really say anything that useful there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How has your start to
1: 2023 been? Um, It's actually been slow. Um, I haven't started anything new. I haven't started any of my, I haven't even finished my, uh, resolutions. Uh, so I'm still in the process. I'm waiting, uh, maybe another week and then I'm going to get (laughs) going. How about you, Tansy?
0: Yeah, I have had a, a really good start. I think in terms of just my motivation, um, to see a new year starting. And I think that might be because, I was quite happy to see uh, 2022 behind us. Um, Just it was a year of a lot of exposing, a lot of opening, like seeing behind the curtains, seeing behind um, all of the the things that were going on, um, like in FTX and Celsius, um, with the Capitol Hill riots, with uh, even COVID, um, and then more recently with the Twitter files. So it's just been a really interesting year of kind of exposing but actually that's made it qu- it was quite an exhausting year it was quite bumpy and um learned a lot but i am quite glad that we're out of 2022 honestly so i felt i hit the ground running in 2023 i was like woo we're in a new year um possibly i didn't make that many resolutions i just um i think really just well-being was at the top there and just wanting to have a kind of clear sort of projection I guess was more was more my idea for the beginning of the year. And I have that, I kind of wrote it down what I wanted to, to do this year. So we will see if that pans out. But I, um, yeah, I, I kind of feel excited at the beginnings of, of adventures and this feels like a, a new adventure.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think in 2023, I was so busy listening and watching to everything that was happening Um, I feel like one of the things I, I want to try to focus on is sort of my, my inner knowledge, my inner wiseness, my, you know, what am I saying? What can I learn from going and listening to me Mm -hmm. and to my desires and insights, um, because I think I've gathered uh, quite a bit of knowledge about what's going on out there. And now I feel like I, in order for me, I think to make uh, a more powerful um, and useful input into the world, it's got to be more for, I got to listen to myself more. So I think that's my strategy for 2023. I think that's really,
0: I think that's really important. And um it it's something that I'm also really doing. It's that I think news and what's been going on it can be really sensationalist and it can really capture you. But every time you kind of you're looking, it's this sort of exhausting pattern of new stories just triggering your emotional sort of stability and well being. And actually, it's very distracting. It really takes away from what you're trying to do for yourself because it has an impact on your emotional well being, um, your physical responding, and it can kind of either make you feel more lethargic um or motivated in in the wrong ways. So I mean sometimes in the right ways, but it depends what you're ultimately wanting to do. And mm-hmm. I think um, it's really important at the beginning of the year, particularly to to really listen in to your needs and say, what is it I want to accomplish or do? Or um yeah, what is it that I want to feed myself with this year? Like what is it that I see myself going where is it that I see myself going or what is it that I want to learn or do because unless we have that in advance we can find ourselves really deviating from it so having a kind of more clear idea of actually a bit more what we want to do um not so specific so it's too tight but definitely a little bit of an idea and then kind of turning off some of that social media or the news when it's distracting or just only touching into it occasionally um like definitely over the past couple of weeks i really haven't been looking at twitter that much or anything like that and i've got so much done um, because i haven't been looking at social media and it's really powerful and i can tap in every so often um gather the kind of news headlines but really it's not adding to my experience right now and i think what does is like you say is like actually listening to what you need for yourself and what will actually help you in the long term in terms of well-being is actually doing those things that help you. We're doing those, having that voice, writing that book, putting out those articles, like whatever it is that you have thought, I really want to do this. If you diverted all of the energy that you spent on social media to doing those things, it would actually improve your well-being much more and your sense of satisfaction than spending all that time on social media and learning all of the sensationalist things. Um, these sensationalist articles. So I think that's a really good um, way to start the new year.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, thank you for reflecting that back. Um, I mean, 2022 was just so filled. It, it was, I just felt the need to see what is happening globally. And this year I have the need to, what is happening internally? What are my ideas? and thoughts and feelings and such. So, Mm. yeah. Okay, should be a good year then.
0: (laughs) Um, Um, But today we are talking about the Lightning Network, which is something that you may hear quite a lot about if you're in the Bitcoin space, is this Lightning Network, Bitcoin Lightning Network. Um, But a lot of people struggle to really understand what it is, what it's really useful for, and how to use it so Anya and I thought we would hop on today to, yeah, give it a little bit of a discussion and insight into the Bitcoin Lightning Network. So um, maybe I will just start with <laughs> um, the usefulness of it as a, as a new technology or why it's been sort of created. Um, so essentially, we have Bitcoin. Bitcoin is wonderful. We can rave about Bitcoin a lot. But in terms of creating a global monetary system that is useful in terms of daily transactions or small transactions, at the moment it's not that useful in that capacity because of the fees associated with each of those transactions. Um, Because in order to create Bitcoin, in order to create new blocks and have each of those transactions added to the blockchain, you need somebody to validate. Um, that transaction and they charge a fee. And so it's possible that in the future, those fees may even go up. So we've got to just be aware of the fact that there are fees every time you send Bitcoin to somebody else. So it is a global network, currency network, and you can send Bitcoin to anybody else who has a Bitcoin wallet. Um, But every time you send it, you you are paying a fee. In order to get your transaction sent. Um, The other part is it's quite slow, so it can only process quite a small number of transactions. I think it's seven per second, which is very small in comparison to the kind of the big payment networks that we have at the moment. Um, And that is because it's kind of, it's it's limited by um, how many transactions can be added to the block um, each 10 minutes so a block of transactions is added to a blockchain it's added to the blockchain um, every 10 minutes and there's only a certain amount of space on each of those blocks and they have to be added one every 10 minutes so you can imagine that the capacity is quite small it's kind of this funnel to get your transactions on there so it's possibly better to think of bitcoin as being the sort of The Bitcoin standard, like being maybe a standard of our financial future, um, or being useful for big transactions or for retaining value, but in terms of sending Mm -hmm. small payments, such as you know a five dollar coffee or a a tip um, or even a micro payment. So if you were listening to a song and you wanted to send a penny or a cent you wouldn't do that with Bitcoin because your, the fee could be, you know, more than the tip that you would leave. So it doesn't make sense to send a, a cent along the Bitcoin um, blockchain.
1: Yeah, I mean, people already have a um, a challenge giving tips, you know, it's it's like a, a re-education for tipping, um, especially on, you know, whether it's YouTube or Twitter. But then if you have to spend, you know, 10 times the amount just for the process that's going to really inhibit <laughs> that tipping. So.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And actually you guys in America are so good with your tips in general. So if you guys- oh yeah, we are better than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird, terrible. Like we, we tip when we have to, um, which I think is really limited to a nice restaurant but yeah i've noticed just in tipping in america that that they always just feel that they need to kind of tip for every drink or something like that when you're in a bar which to the english mind is just extraordinary so um yeah we want to encourage i loved that i love the tipping culture it's just this it it makes tipping mm-hmm. easy and it means that money passes much more fluidly and Americans aren't worried so much, it seems, about that extra dollar. You know, it's just like, here you go, here's a dollar, because you're so used to spending them. You're so used to tipping. Whereas in England, to get a pound off somebody is like a really big deal for them to just open their wallet to add a pound to anything. So it's like America kind of really does um, li- like mm. create a really nice giving culture. I hope that crosses over. And with the Bitcoin Lightning Network, it would make it a lot easier to do so. yeah so the bitcoin lightning network essentially acts as a layer um, that helps to alleviate the pressures that we see on the bitcoin blockchain so it can actually allow you to send micropayments um so every payment that is sent on the bitcoin lightning network you're sending bitcoin but you can send you know, fractions of a Bitcoin. So Satoshis essentially, each Bitcoin is made up of hundred million Satoshis. So you could send five Satoshis or 15 Satoshis, which is like a fraction of a cent. Um, And the fees you pay are really nominal, like tiny, tiny, and are a percentage of the amount that you're sending. So you're hardly paying anything to send um, along the Bitcoin Lightning Network. And it can process a huge amount of transactions. So, there is no sort of limitation in terms of the transactions that are being sent across the Bitcoin Lightning Network, which really opens it up as a, a payment system, unlike Bitcoin. So, you can think of Bitcoin as being very secure, very strong, um, but a kind of little bit more clunky and slow. Whereas the Bitcoin Lightning Network is this kind of speedy um, kind of motorway or freeway that sort of sits on top of. Um, of the Bitcoin blockchain it's kind of it's another layer Um, but there are some difficulties in um in accessing it and for people to really understand how it works so I know that we're going to go there but did you have anything to add
1: I mean I what I have to contribute is some examples um, of that happening of of lightning network being used but should we wait on that or should I share that now? Or should you continue? <laughs> um,
0: I think some examples actually would be really nice because then it gives people space, <laughs> it gives all you listeners some space from just being taught. <laughs> um, but just to say that, yeah, the, the Bitcoin Lightning Network is in use now. So it was a sort of an idea and then a new technology, and it really is being more widely adopted. And so you can use the Bitcoin Lightning Network. And you just need a Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet, um, but I will explain the details in a moment. But I will—I'd um, love to hear your examples of how Bitcoin Lightning Network yeah. is, is being adopted.
1: Yeah, I'll—I'll I'll start with sort of the <clears throat> kind of a bigger picture um, potential that's in, sort of in the process. Is MicroStrategy is doing a lot of development with Lightning Network. They I mean, they really see the value of it because of these micro payments. Um, And also because of the speed and the way it's laid out. Um, I mean, a couple of the things that they're looking into is one is a way for um, marketing companies to encourage people to get information from people, basically, instead of stealing it, you know, or sneaking it from let's say places like Facebook or, you know, so that whole dynamic changes um, where instead you know if if a company wants to have your information uh, wants you to fill out a survey wants you to give a review of their product they can then easily pay you in these micropayments in these bitcoin micropayments um and so it it encourages people and um, makes people more want to do it more to share their value and their time and energy when they um, give their information to a company. So it's sort of this marketing in a, you know, so they're developing something to integrate with these marketing companies so that it's easy for them to offer this kind of dynamic between their customers. Um, And then another thing they're doing, um, which is more, it's kind of, it's a security wall, basically a lightning network security wall, so how that works is really interesting. So if it's like certain pages of an organization, they um, they can be hacked. You know, we've heard of a lot of hacking in 2022 of websites. And to minimize this, one thing you can do is make people pay up front kind of to enter the door, you pay, you know, whatever Satoshi's to be allowed access, and then you can go in, and I think maybe there's some kind of monitoring, I'm not quite sure the details, but then once you, this way they can identify you and keep your money, but then when you leave, it comes right back to you. This money, they they send it right back via Lightning Network. So it's sort of a deposit to enter, and then when you leave, you get that deposit back. You know, and that's something, you know, like, let's say Visa, credit cards, they're not set up for that because it takes much longer for them to sort of process this whole thing. And it would take hours or days for you to get that that money back that you're depositing. So it's just, it wouldn't be a valid uh, process somehow. So, uh, yeah, so you, so it's the security system. You drop off some money, say, hey, um, and it, you know, and it when people are, are um, I think especially bots when they're going into some of these websites, they're just going trying to get easy access. so it's cheap on them to create some kind of havoc or benefit. Um, so once you start adding this this kind of um, deposit, you 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 minimize some of that access as well. Um, so yeah, so it's an interesting sort of security um, software that, that they're developing. Um, so that's sort of in the process still, but, you know, places that are using it are, you know, one of, uh, the places I didn't know about or regions is sort of these remittance payments, uh, between Europe and, and England, Britain, England <laughs> and Africa, the continent of Africa. Because there's a lot of kind of like here in the US, I think we've had this maybe longer, or I'm just more aware of it, is that a lot of people coming um, to the United States from Central America to look for opportunity, they're always sending money back to their family, always. So it's consistent. And it's they're typically doing this via Western Union. And it's also a very slow process, could take days, week. It's very costly. They take a huge percentage off of the money that you're sending, you know, for them to keep for doing this for you. So the Lightning Network allows you then to do this much easier, much much faster, much cheaper. And there's not all this regulation issues because then when we come to the EU African remittance situation, um... A lot of countries in Africa, they don't allow their banks to integrate with these third party, like Western Union, um, to to move that money. Um, and the ones that do, again, it's a very slow process. It's a lot of money. It's very confusing to then, uh, because it's a relatively new process. Um, you know, transferring the EU's into whatever uh, currency, let's say Ghana. Or Nigeria use. Um, and the beauty with um, Lightning Network is that it's being actually sent. It gets transferred into Bitcoin, gets sent real fast to, let's say, Ghana from Germany. And it's there's such a minimal fee and these people get it immediately in their wallet and they don't even have to then deal with the banks. So it just allows for so much freedom and ease and less taking of your money by these third parties. So I'm really pro-lightning network, as you can tell. (laughs) I'm very excited about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't know about the remittances happening on the lightning network. So that's not happening on the Bitcoin blockchain. That's happening on the lightning network, is it? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, Um, it might be happening on the Bitcoin network uh, blockchain as well, but definitely the lightning network is uh, taking off in Africa. Yeah. And I think mainly it was Nigeria, Ghana. I've forgotten the other two countries that are really advocating for it. And uh, where there's a huge increase in people using lightning network.
0: I guess it's because there's a couple of things there is like one is because if they're sending less money. So, you know, if you were sending a thousand dollars across, you know, across to Ghana, um you would probably want to do that on the Bitcoin network, but you'd be paying you know maybe a dollar fifty or two dollars in fees um to send that mm-hmm. um but you know the bitcoin network is is technically a little bit more secure but if you were only sending say fifty dollars or twenty dollars or ten dollars, you just want to send it um which is a lot
1: then. when it, you know when you tra- when you um Flip it into the Nigerian currency or the Ghana currency. It's a lot for them. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. And so then spending, you know, a dollar or two dollars to send that, that's a huge amount out of that $10 or $20. So sending on the Bitcoin yeah. Lightning Network would make more sense for if if it's a bit of a smaller amount. Um, and it's just, it means that you can kind of um yeah, spend it easily, quickly across Africa. So whoever's you know on that network, um, can they can all kind of utilize that too. And obviously, that's the same with Bitcoin. But obviously, if you're sending it and you're paying for things, again, we're going to have to be paying a fee every time. Whereas on the Bitcoin Lightning Network, it's like super, super cheap. So yeah, I think the Bitcoin Lightning Network is really encouraging it, encouraging the use of Bitcoin as a payments network. Um Especially in yeah in countries that need it, and I think that in the West or in the North, the global North, we can kind of look at this technology and be like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I can see how it's useful. Mm. But in the global South, it's genuinely a lifeline. It's really pivotal and yeah. important because they don't have this access in any other way. This immediacy of of money transfer, and a lot of um, those countries are blocked out of, um, you know, the bigger. Kind of the bigger networks or even say buying something in Europe like they may be blocked from that because of um the relationship Mm -hmm. that that the banks in Europe maybe have with the banks in Ghana or wherever so it really helps to create more openness of exchange um across borders so it's really exciting in that sense yeah did
1: you have any (laughs) more examples to share Um, yeah, so so El Salvador is using it and also uh Lugano, Lugana, Switzerland. Um they're really pushing it as well because they're trying to get their you know, they're not it's not their currency, but they're really trying to um, encourage um, stores, you know, restaurants and coffee shops and hotels to use Bitcoin. And to make that happen more fluidly and, um, is, is Lightning Network. So, those are some of the places that are also using it. Yeah. And that's all the examples I have for you. I love <laughs> them. I, love them.
0: Um, I would give one more is, is that. Um, oh, yeah. A, what? There's an app called Fountain, and it's a podcast app. Um, so, it's kind of like Spotify, but just for podcasts and you can tip the yeah the podcast hosts so uh yeah if you set up your bitcoin lightning network you can send satoshis to to hosts and whoever you want to send it to so that's what is the organism
1: or the fountain fountain okay (laughs) yeah
0: the logo is black with some gold kind of feathers or um kind of quotation marks i guess so that's really, and that's really good. And I think it's it's a bit difficult because obviously you have to move from Spotify or whatever platform you use now and then just go there mm-hmm. for podcasts. But it's really nice to see that it's being adopted and the potential. Um, and hopefully in the future, you know, whenever you listen to music, you know, you may be just sending one Satoshi or two Satoshis to people for listening to their music. And so they are actually getting the benefit of you listening to their, their music specifically, which can really help artists. So this is a way to kind of keep money flowing to them to keep them creating great art yeah (laughs) so maybe then we should talk about how it works and why there are some um mostly it's like it's people approaching it there's a bit of difficulty in in understanding how it works which i i when i was researching it i didn't find that many useful um articles or videos about it like they would it would always be talking about nodes. And I will kind of explain that in a moment, but if you are just a normal user who doesn't need to have a node, there isn't really information for you. So I'm going to give you that information. So- Thank you. (laughs) So how it works essentially is that the Bitcoin Lightning Network is a kind of totally separate system to the Bitcoin blockchain network. They are two different systems so that's something that you need to be really clear about that the bitcoin lightning network is the lightning network and bitcoin blockchain is bitcoin so in the sense of if you want to send a, um, a bitcoin payment to somebody you need to know whether they are receiving it via the lightning network or receiving it via the bitcoin blockchain like which wallet are they using because you need to send it on the same via the same kind of wallet network so if i had a bitcoin wallet you are receiving Bitcoin, I need to send you Bitcoin to your Bitcoin wallet. If you have a Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet, I also need to have a Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet and send you Bitcoin Lightning payments between those two wallets. You can't, unless you're in an integrated wallet and you're doing it yourself, you don't want to be sending Bitcoin to the Lightning Network directly um, to somebody else's wallet if that kind of makes sense. Um, that might make sense after I've explained how it works. But essentially how it works is if I kind of speak through if I was going to do it. So essentially I set up a Bitcoin lightning network wallet. I send bitcoin from my bitcoin wallet to my bitcoin lightning network wallet and my lightning network wallet is part of a network is like linked to a network like a web of other Lightning Network wallets. And with each um, each kind of node on this Bitcoin Lightning Network that is like supporting this framework, each of those has has a wallet. Um, And so what happens is that as soon as you send that Bitcoin off the Bitcoin blockchain into your Bitcoin Lightning Network, the amount that you had that you sent off is, is kind of registered on the Bitcoin blockchain. So if I sent, $50 $50 to my Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet that's, that's featured on the transaction list of Bitcoin, of the Bitcoin blockchain. But once it's in my Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet, it doesn't update the Bitcoin blockchain. It just it, As far as the Bitcoin blockchain is concerned, I have $50 in my Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet. Now, mm-hmm. what happens is to send Bitcoin over the Lightning Network, I find out somebody else's wallet. Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet, and we open a channel to each other. So essentially the the Lightning Network is a huge network of channels between two wallets or two nodes. So it's just, it's like all of these different wallets all over the world that are just setting up channels with each other. And so what that does is I can then send a payment across that channel, some Bitcoin to the, the other person. That never updates the Bitcoin blockchain, which is really kind of key to know. Um, And we can send Bitcoin between ourselves on the Bitcoin Lightning Network as many times as we want, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And only when we decide to close the channel is the blockchain updated. The main Bitcoin blockchain is updated at that point. So essentially, if I have sent $50 to my Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet, Um, And I send $30 to, say, you on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. You send $30 back. I then say $30 again to you. Each time we send it, the Bitcoin blockchain is not updated. It doesn't know. It carries on just moving as it does. We can just interact as much as we want for as long as we want. But as soon as we both agree to close down the channel the Bitcoin blockchain is updated with the final sum. So if you still have $30 by the end of that, the Bitcoin blockchain will update with mine and yours. So I have now $20 in my wallet and you have $30 in yours. So the kind of amazing thing about the Lightning Network is you can have, if you imagine all of these channels between different people, If I want to send Bitcoin across the Lightning Network to somebody um, who I'm not directly connected with, it it's amazing. It automatically finds the route to that person based on channels that already exist. So, if, for example, you Anya had somebody that I wanted to send Bitcoin to, I don't necessarily need to have a channel with them. It will divert. It will send to you to them. Um, And at each stage that it sends it, that person receiving it doesn't know where it's come from. And so there's like all of this level of secrecy until the final person gets it and they they understand that it's for them, It, it ends there. But it's basically like an unwrapping with every stage that that Bitcoin moves. It's only revealing to the person who gets it the amount of information they need to send it on to the next person. And then finally, when it lands in the right person's wallet, there's no instruction left to move it on, and so it stays there. So it's a really clever way of sending money across the world using these channels. Um, what's? I'll pause. There is there anything there that doesn't make sense or that needs explaining?
1: Um. So I'm thinking about this unwrapping, and um, let's say you using my channel. Mm between us and my channel between my neighbor because you want to send them my neighbor some money some bitcoin so are the recipients and me as sort of the intermediary are we notified that this is happening do we do do i even see that bitcoin come through my little channel do i notice that um
0: yes and no so if you and i (laughs) if you and i both ran a bitcoin lightning node and we had a bitcoin lightning um wallet connect connected to that node so every node has a wallet connected and a node is essentially like you're you're kind of you're part of sustaining this ecosystem right so you kind of downloaded the lightning network um protocol and you're running it so it's running on your computer and then you open channels between people and you kind of actively open it. So if you had a node and I have a node, we obviously both have a wallet. We will physically open a channel between each other. Now, what happens mm-hmm. is if we are being diverted through, our node does that pretty much automatically. But you can, I think you can you can observe things coming through, but essentially the program does it automatically. It knows when there are mm-hmm. certain channels that are open. It scans the whole space the whole global space and plans the route to get it to where it needs to go and it could move through like 30 40 people right 30 40 nodes to get there but as it moves you know the person themselves doesn't need to authenticate that it just the node itself the technology kind of sends it on Um, the other piece to that is that like i said in order for so you can keep these channels open And a lot of people do, you know, to allow payments to kind of go through you to other people. And if you are constantly interacting with another person, you just will leave that channel open. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There are some uh, kind of security risks in terms of one person shutting down their end of the channel before the other person. The other person could maybe take the money. Can like basically kind of make up this, the final settlement to the Bitcoin blockchain. So there are these things called watchtowers that just make sure that if only one party closes down their end, the other person doesn't do anything nefarious. So there's these kind of watchtowers that are checking through, making sure that um, no one's doing that. So, but ultimately, what you want to do is to close down the channel. Both parties want to do it at the same time, and then the the blockchain is updated once both parties have closed that channel so it's basically just an opening and a closing it's kind of like you know it's like being on the bitcoin blockchain and then having a kind of back door to somebody and you're just sort of shifting things between yourself and then finally when you're ready you kind of close the doors and it updates the blockchain now something that as a user who doesn't want to run a node it's really important to know this so this was quite hard to find so the information about running a node and having your own bitcoin lightning network wallet and node is quite commonplace and it tells you about how to open the channel and close the channel if you're like me and you just want to use the bitcoin lightning network and you don't want to have to worry about opening and closing channels or did i close the channel is someone Mm going to take my bitcoin uh, from my lightning network wallet you know all of this went through my mind so (laughs) What is important to know is that if you set up um, a wallet through an organization so exodus runs a bitcoin lightning network wallet um, although it's pricey it's it's um it charges fees to send bitcoin to it and out um and there's also other wallets like moon cash app strike now with those apps they manage the they manage the pathways mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that you don't have to worry about closing the door opening the door they have an open channel with you know other people or other organizations so you're kind of using theirs so you don't have to worry about the opening closing channel piece and i think that's the same with most of these um, apps as well you don't have to worry about opening and closing channels as a user you just send bitcoin along the bitcoin lightning network to somebody who has a wallet right so you don't have to worry nice. about any of that because yeah. Um, my worry was, for example, if you were sending it on Twitter or to the Fountain app, am I opening a channel with them? And then could they have, if, you know, how do I close that? There was all these questions, but actually whoever you're using it through just as a user, that wallet, they sort all that out. So you can just send your Bitcoin across the Lightning Network to that app, to that wallet. And you don't have to worry. Now, something you do have to be aware of, like I said at the beginning, is... When somebody has, is showing you their Bitcoin Lightning wallet address, they may have mm-hmm. a QR code or it could be um, a link. You need to make sure you're in your Bitcoin Lightning network wallet as well. So mm-hmm. you are sending Bitcoin from your Lightning network wallet to their Lightning network wallet. If they are showing you a Bitcoin address and a Bitcoin QR code, you need to be in your Bitcoin wallet. And sending it on the Bitcoin network, so you need to be really clear about um, what wallet they are wanting. You know what they are wanting to receive, what wallet theirs is, and your wallet. So that's just that's a little bit confusing. And when we're trying to um, educate a lot of people, they um, may hear, "Oh, I can send Bitcoin on the Bitcoin Lightning Network," and think that you can just send Bitcoin to a Lightning Network wallet, um, which is not the case because it's it's on the lightning network these are channels so you need to send it into your own wallet before you can then send it to someone else
1: does that make sense yes it does i mean basically you just need a lightning network wallet yes to use the lightning network exactly Um, but i guess as you first get into it you're not it's not clear about the different addresses and where you're sent, what blockchain or what layer you're sending along. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think once you get over that hump, it's like, it seems really easy. Yeah, and-, and I was just thinking about like, so in terms of opening and closing, like if I go to my local co- coffee shop a couple times a week, mm-hmm. I open up my, um, my channel with them using the same wallet, Mm. right? And I would just keep that open because I live here. I need, sometimes I need extra coffee. I don't want to make it myself. I go to the coffee shop and frequently, Mm. but let's say I go to El Salvador on vacation (laughs) and um, I also get coffee there. So I open up a channel with them, with that coffee shop. And for that whole week, I'm getting coffee from them. them. But when I come back home, I close that channel and don't have to worry about that at all. Is that sort of, because that's kind of like how I'm understanding in terms of using it. So
0: I would say, no, it's even simpler than that. So if you were running, you (laughs) running, (laughs) you don't have to worry about the channels unless you're running a node and then when you're running a node and if you wanted to say the coffee shop, coffee shop also was running a node and you were saying let's you know let's open a channel together you know cuz i want to send you lightning uh, bitcoin on the lightning network so you guys could open a channel with each other and you could send bitcoin along that channel or they already have multiple channels open probably with your wallet so if you, if you don't have a, even if you had a node and you ran that, you could just go in and just send Bitcoin from the Lightning Network to them because very likely, you know, it's going to find a way to get to them anyway. You don't need to set up a channel with every single person that you're going to come in contact with because okay. there's what, you know, it will find the way to them anyway. If they're on the Lightning Network... Uh, and there's a lot of people using it, there will be ways to it. If there isn't a way, then you could set up a channel. But you only are setting up a channel if you are running a node. And that is like that key piece is that if you're just a user like you and me, we're not running Bitcoin Lightning Network nodes. We're just using the wallet. So we don't have to worry about opening or closing a channel at all. Our, our, um, our hosting platform, the wallet, the hosted wallet part, is manages all that so if we're trying to send it if you wanted to send it to someone in El Salvador and they didn't have a channel with them they may open one and they deal with all of that if they can find a way through other people to get there they don't need to open a channel anyway either okay. so as a user all you have to do is go into your bitcoin lightning network app and just send just like touch your qr code or just scan their qr code and just send bitcoin lightning uh bitcoin on the lightning network to them and that's it You know, $5, $2, $1, because your hosted wallet organizes everything else. So as a user, which is not clear when you kind of Google it, but as a user, you literally don't have to do anything other than have a Bitcoin Lightning Network wallet and just pay for things on the Lightning Network. And if you have a wallet like Moon, which is M-U-U-N, it gives you the option, do you want to pay? You can send Bitcoin into it. And then it says, do you want to pay with Bitcoin or with the Lightning Network? So you can just you can just top up that wallet, and then wherever you are, if you see pay, you know, spend Bitcoin here, you could send it on the Bitcoin network. If it says pay with the Lightning Network, you can just switch it and pay via the Lightning Network. So having a wallet that integrates to both is really helpful because you can then it reminds you to double check. Mm-hmm. Um, and two is because of that security piece, if you're worried and. Um, you know, you don't really want to have more than kind of a hundred dollars at a time on your Lightning Network. It's not as secure as the Bitcoin blockchain. So mm-hmm. ideally, you want to have your you know your Bitcoin held in a non-custodial wallet, so a self-custody wallet. You want to be fully a custody of your Bitcoin. However, for a hundred dollars or fifty dollars. Um, you can, you know, it's okay for me personally, the risk of that is, 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 is manageable to hold it in a hosted wallet. Um, Mm -hmm. because then I have access to the Bitcoin, um, lightning network and it's already stocked up. So I can immediately pay for something there. And then I don't have to, I don't have to worry about sending it from my custodial and my self-custody wallet somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. how I have it is I have money saved in my self-custody wallets then i also have um you know a hundred dollars or so in a bitcoin lightning network wallet or like for example in moon where i can access both and it just sits Mm -hmm. there and so if i need to pay five dollars i can just tap um from that wallet Mm -hmm. so as a user it's super super easy you don't have to worry about the channels at all um but when you research about it you're going to hear channels and you're going to hear opening and closing and you're going to be like i don't really know what's going on <laughs> so for you the bitcoin blockchain yeah. is updated when you send your bitcoin back out of your wallet into your bitcoin wallet mm. so or if you send it if you sent it on the bitcoin blockchain it would update the ledger there as well um but yeah as a user you just need to have a bitcoin lightning network wallet and that's it so it's actually really easy. It's just conceptually and understanding it all, it seems much more confusing, which is kind of the essence of Bitcoin as well. It's like once you kind of know, there's a sort of, it's there's an understanding. Um, but at first it can feel like a little bit of a, a barrier. And like, especially when we start to talk about the technology, like we don't often talk about the technology of how things work. Like how no. does the visa system work? Like most of us don't really know that. Right. These, it's like, I feel like it's important to explain how it works, but actually you're just a user and you don't really need to know. It's just being aware of actually how it works to help you understand why the blockchain isn't being updated and how it makes transactions faster because it's avoiding that. It's avoiding updating the blockchain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I mean, that information is important, especially, you know, as you say, for um, new technologies, because I feel like there's that, that element of trust is a little bit shaky for these new new technologies. So having the more information makes up for that. Um, and what I'm getting to is like I'm thinking about like sort of the car example. Like I have no idea how the engine works and the pistons and the horsepower. Um, absolutely none. Uh, you know, I'm lucky enough, I've got a good mechanic that I could just drop my car off to, you know, so but I use it, I trust it, I I, I, I trust my life to it, I put myself in that thing. And I use that technology to move myself to different places. Um, but everybody's doing it. So I don't need to know about it. You know, so I trust sort of the larger community, but Bitcoin isn't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. So I think this kind of information is really helpful for holding that trust element that's not quite there yet. Mm, I agree.
0: Yeah. And that's why, you know, I think it's really important to use these new technologies, but, you know, do so with, um, you know, a certain amount of caution, like you would if you'd never got into a car in your life, you know, you've never seen a car working, you're not going to jump in there and drive at 100 miles an hour, you know, it's there's a tentativeness but unless you try and start you know it oh, it, it always nice. maintains that level of of uncertainty fear and mystery yeah. um but this is really here to support us um yeah. and to support our freedom uh the evolution of humanity and i think that you know for us in the like i said before in the global north it may not seem as as important, it might not. It might just seem as like a kind of nice, fun little thing to do. You know, if you want to go to the coffee shop and spend your Bitcoin, because at this stage it's not fully integrated. But I guarantee, in the global South, it's something that's going to be very integrated, very quickly, and um, because they need it, and it's like it's pivotal to their to their life. So, I think, um, I think that's where it's going to start. And I think knowing how it works. Uh, is really important. And I think, you know, at the moment, if it doesn't feel that important, then I think in time it may be will. So it's good to sort of check in and I think it's all going to become a little bit easier. But I think, you know, it is really just getting the hang of it. And once you know how to use it, I think it gives you a huge amount of personal satisfaction, personal yeah. freedom, and um, yeah, just an understanding of how cool this technology is. But, you know, that's why I'd start low <laughs> and start carefully. <laughs> um you know as you're coming into using it and knowing how it works yeah yeah oh it's so exciting yay yeah. <laughs> It's, it's now if anybody wants to learn um more about bitcoin mm-hmm. and join a course or a program um you know, we're teaching this as often as we can. And so in March, I've got a women's Bitcoin weekend. Just talking about money, Bitcoin, our relationship to money, value. So really bringing us into the kind of engagement with having a conversation around money and Bitcoin. Um, I'm not suggesting that anybody should buy it or needs to buy it in any way. It's more just introducing you to it um, in a really safe and contained environment where you can ask questions. So if anyone is interested in joining a program to learn this in a deeper way, in a held and supported way, so you're not just learning through YouTube, then I really recommend you going to our website, which is uh, thecryptoethic.com and go, navigating to the learning page and seeing what's up there or just emailing me, which is info at the cryptoethic.com. We do really care about teaching um, and living this this mm-hmm. new reality. So we want to yeah bring you in uh, in a really kind and compassionate way. So I just want to say that.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, the links to our website and the email are below. And, uh, and we'd love it if you... Uh, subscribe to our channel and click the thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it.
0: Thank you all for watching today or listening. And thank you, Anya,
1: for being such a wonderful (laughs) co-host, sharing your lovely examples. Oh, thank you. Thank you for guiding us through all this technical uh, information about all this new and very sexy technology. So you you're great at holding her hand and sort of guiding us through. So great that my cat wants to listen and learn and she's she's been really wanting to come and watch the show. <laughs> Tiger Lily loves to be part of this sometimes. <laughs> so she tries to sneak into the frame and I try to push her away. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean she's always the one who like leaps up onto the table when we talk about uh Bitcoin. Yes, and shake her
1: tail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Alrighty. okay. Um, so we will speak next week. And if yeah, anyone has, forward uh, to it. me too. Um and if anyone has any questions about this episode today, then you know, do let me know or us know or Uh, pop a comment um, below so yeah we look forward to speaking with you next time Mm all righty bye Anya bye
1: bye everybody ciao